You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to be coming from the book of Judges. The Old Testament, I believe the Lord has given me a word for tonight. And I'll begin the reading in the seventh chapter, the second verse. You got your Bibles, right? I love to see Bibles. I like those pages turning. Love to see young people bring their Bible. Amen. Judges chapter 7, I'll begin the reading at the second verse. It says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt against themselves, uh, vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful, fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from, the, from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000, and there remained 10,000. He started out with 32,000, and now the army is cut down because of the fearful to only 10,000. It says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them there for thee. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whosoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought them down, the people, unto the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, everyone that lappeth the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him thou shalt set aside. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By 300 men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go every man unto his place. And I want to speak to your hearts tonight for just a few moments from the subject of few good men. Now, this is not the Marine Corps, but when you sign up for the Lord and you, you, you place your faith in Jesus Christ, it's just like joining the Marine. Instead, it's a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. So we are going to war. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you tonight. We give you glory and honor. Lord, you alone are worthy. You alone deserve the praise. There is none like you, Lord, and we thank you right now for your name is established through all the earth. We thank you right now for who you are, and we call on your name tonight. Father, we ask that you will shower down in this place tonight. Lord, I ask that you will break every yoke of bondage. I pray that deliverance will come. I pray that heavy burdens will be lifted by the authority of the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that your power will manifest throughout this place, throughout the lives of your people, those that are in this place, and those that will see through Facebook Live or whatever means. Lord, I pray for your spirit and your power to move upon every heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, anoint me tonight. Anoint your people tonight. Lord, to hear, anoint me to preach what thus saith the Lord. And Lord, not to compromise what you have given. God, we thank you right now for what you have done. And we, God, we give you all the glory and we give you all the honor tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on and give God praise and glory one more time. Amen. I tell you tonight, saints, I'm excited about the Lord. You know, when I got the invitation to come, 
immediately the Lord spoke to my heart, and he gave me this message. It doesn't happen all the time, but this is what he gave me. And I look around tonight, and I see we got a house full of young people. And that's one of the most beautiful things you can see in the local assembly is the young people. Because God will invest in the young. He said, forbid them not to come. God wants to use young people. He wants to use the hearts of the young people. And I thank God that he has called us to minister to young people tonight. Are you young people saved tonight? Amen. Do you young people love the Lord tonight? Amen. I got some help tonight. Y'all got to help me preach tonight. Just say, preach it, Pastor Mario. Okay. Y'all got come on. You got to make me feel that a little. Preach it, Pastor Mario. That, that, there you go. I, I got some help. This is going to be my amen corner right there. That's, that's my amen corner tonight. So when I ask somebody to give, tell God amen or tell him amen or praise God, I want you to shout to me. Preach it, Pastor Mario. Okay, all right. But I thank God tonight for the scripture. I thank God tonight for what he said in his word. A lot of times we look at the scripture and we see how the Lord always brings deliverance to his people. There's never been a time, there's never been uh, a doubt that when God's people are in trouble, that he's going to bring victory. As long as we're trusting the Lord. Now, there are times when God's people will go astray and they will leave the path of God. But when they always come back with a true heart of repentance, God will always show himself mighty. These men came up to battle. The Midianites was an army large over I know over 30,000 men because even with the 30,000 that Israel had, it still wasn't enough because the Bible says that their camels were like the sand. They couldn't number them, which means that was a vast army that came up against Israel. So even with 32,000 men, God said, that's too many. Many of us, we get caught up in numbers. Amen? We feel like the more people that are with us, the stronger we'll become. The more people that are on our side, I mean, it just, it gives everybody a scare. When you walk up in the room and you got two or three people like me and Pastor Tor and a couple of others, we walk in the room, people look. <laughs> Amen? My God. I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but the last time I was here, I wasn't carrying the load that I'm carrying now. <laughs> we were in quarantine and isolation and I got some insulation while I was in there. So I'm good. We stayed warm, right? Amen. But we get caught up in numbers. We get caught up in how many people are with us. And many times God is trying to take that number down. Because everybody who's with you does not have the good. And, you know, they, they, they're not uh, looking for your best interests. Young people, I know it's hard today. I know we always get on social media and we want everybody to like our posts. We want everybody to like our pictures, our selfies. There you go. I'm saying something real good. That's true right now. Taking them pictures. Got your bestie in the, in the picture with you. You're taking your pictures and you like, you, you like the numbers. People like to get caught up in the numbers. They like what everybody is liking what they're doing. But I want to tell you tonight, God is not into the numbers. I'm not trying to condemn you for being on social media, not telling you it's wrong to be on social media, but I'm telling you tonight that we need to watch everything that we do. We need to realize that we don't need an okay from the world to be who God has called us to be. 
It's time for us to stand up and stand alone even if we have to. See, what God showed us in the scripture right here, he said that there are too many. If you come into a group and the group wants to boast, then they'll take glory from God. What God is saying, look, it's too many in Israel. In the future, they're going to start saying Israel did it. You know what really got to the Midianites? They heard the stories of who God was. The Amalekites were with them. Don't you remember the Amalekites? Those are the same people that when Moses was on top of the mountain and his hands was held up, that they defeated the Amalekites. Those are the same ones he made run away that day. So they already knew the story. These people in this time, they knew the story of God. They knew the people of God. They heard how God had opened up the sea. They heard how God had performed miracles. So they already had a little fear in their heart. In other words, God really didn't need 300 because God is God all by himself. So he chose to cut the army down. He said there are too many. We get lifted up in pride and we get lifted up. That's that gang mentality. The more numbers, the stronger we are. But he said it's too many. He cut the army down and cut them down. He said, listen, Gideon, I want you to go to the water and I want you to Set these men aside. 10,000 people, think about this, drinking water. He said, the ones who stand and drink like a dog, I want you to sit them in a the group. And everybody else, they kind of like my son. My son, stand, stand up for, for me. That's my son. Man, he's bigger than me now. But my son, you know, he goes to work with me sometimes when he gets hot, when he gets irritated, he's going to get the water and do whatever he feels necessary to make himself feel better, right? Pouring it all on his head. If he could lay down in it, he would do it. But that's what he does. I don't mean to pick on you, but you know I love you. But these men, they came to the water. You had the 300 who would lap like a dog. They would get the water, and they would just hold it in their hand. They were ready for the attack of the enemy. They were ready on guard at all times. And this is what we should be doing as believers. This is the position as believers we should take every day. He tells us to pray always. Be ready at all times because we are in warfare. Do not stand in the position to where you're caught off guard by the enemy. Don't you know who your adversary is? Do you know who you're facing? Do you know who it is that we're wrestling? This is not a battle of flesh and blood, but this is principalities and powers, rulers of darkness. This spiritual warfare is unto death. This battle is unto death. Satan is not playing games with young people. He's not playing games with the adults. He's not playing games with us at all. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. By any means necessary, he's going to do what he has to do to take you out. So we have to be watchful. Resist the devil. Be watchful as we do the work of God. But these other men, 300 other men were lapping. The other men sat down to drink water. Some put their head in the water just to get all they could get. It's hot out here, Gideon. I'm tired. They didn't mean no harm. But the first group, he sent back because they were fearful. Now here it is, we got another group, 
who's not fearful, but they're just not ready. They're not paying attention to the detail. They're not paying attention to what it is that God has called them to do. They're getting caught off guard by everything else except for the instructions that are laid out by God. So what God wants us to do is to pay attention. It's up to us to pay attention to the detail. One thing I like about the military, about the Marine Corps, these, I, how many of y'all have served in the military? Anybody? Praise God. What, what branch? Army. There's no knock against the army. I thank God for the military. But let's, let's be honest. When the Marines put on their dress blues, it's a whole different sight to see. Amen? I, I got two brothers who were in the Marines. I got a brother-in-law who was in the Marines. And we had the privilege to go to Paris Island, South Carolina, to the graduation and watch them graduate. And you're talking about one step, one step at a time, one sound. These men marched through. They were sharp, looked good, dressed to the T. They paid attention to the details. They paid attention to what's going on. Many times we get in conflict. We get in conflict and we go into war. We go into battle. The first ones who are going to be on the line are the Marines and the Army. Those are the first ones you're going to send when you go into battle. Because you want to send the best you got. You want to inflict as much damage as you can without so many casualties. Amen? So you have to have a game plan, but you got to have somebody who's paid attention to the game plan and who's going to carry out this plan to the T. So this is where God is trying to get our attention to, even though we're not large in number. God is looking for a few good men, a few of you young people, a few of you adults, a few of you young ones who are not afraid, who are not going to coward out, who are not going to run at the time of trouble, but who's going to stand there and face the adversary no matter what comes your way. You're going to stand there and you're going to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Now, how do you know that you'll fight? You got to be tried by the fire. Many people say that they're saved. Many of your friends will hang around and cling to you, hang around and, and talk to you and hang around. But in the time of trouble, they're nowhere to be found. Friends are built for adversity. Friends are there in your darkest hour. Don't get it twisted because some of those that you claim to be your best friend are your worst enemy. I heard the preacher say one time, if they're not praying for you, they're praying on you. P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. They're trying to devour you. They're trying to take a advantage of you. So we have to be careful who we include in our circle. We have to be careful who we include as we walk along the way. When Jesus himself would go and pray, he didn't call all the disciples with him. He only had two or three that would go with him in the time of prayer. He couldn't call everybody to go. We have to be careful who we share things with. We have to be careful how we get into the numbers ourselves and not just spill everything to everybody. But we got to be led by the Spirit of God. God is into the details. We see the army here is giving the instruction. He said, trim the army down. After he trimmed the army down, he got the numbers he needed, which was 300. God said, now I can move how I want to move. The instruction that he gave Gideon, 
He said, listen, now Gideon would go before the Lord several times. We're not going to get into all the details, but he would go before the Lord several times and he would ask God, not just not because Gideon was so fearful, because he just wanted to hear the clear voice of God. He wanted to have understanding and make sure he carried out the instruction like God said to carry it out. He went before the Lord and he asked the Lord to lead them in the battle. And God said he was going to deliver. So what he told Gideon ultimately to do, he said, listen, I want you to divide these 300 men up into three different companies. I want you to take them and I want you to take the trumpets in one hand. I want you to take a lamp in the other hand and a light. And I want you to go out in the fourth watch of the night and I want you to come up against the Midianites. Now think about this for just a moment. We talked about how big and great this army was. We talked about how vast this army was. Over, I mean, camels and men that you couldn't even number. But he took 300 men. How many of y'all would like to be a part of that number? Wouldn't you like to see that miracle? He said, come on and go out. He said in the fourth watch, he said, what I want you to do, I want you to take your victuals and I want you to take the lamps and I want you to cast them to the ground. And at the same time, I want you to blow the trumpet. And what, this, what happened, think about this for just a moment. If you sleep, how many of y'all love to sleep? Amen. Y'all young people, y'all love to sleep, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love to sleep. When mama come wake you up in the morning, you give them that sour look. Oh, God, leave me alone. Just a few more minutes. Amen. Just a few. I know what you're talking about. Because mine the same way. They don't want to get up in the morning. You start waking them up, they start looking all kind of ugly in the face. Like, But guess what? It's time to get up. But what really, think about this for just a moment. You are sleep hard in the middle of the night. You're already outside in a wilderness. You're outside. It's dark. You can't tell who's who. And you're laying there in a camp. And all of a sudden, you hear glass start breaking. You see lights start flashing. And all you hear is a trumpet starting to blow. Can you imagine? Man, they got up. They started running all kind of ways. I've been, I mean, I've been shook like that before. I've been sleep hard, and all of a sudden, my wife will wake me up, or somebody, and I'm jumping up, thinking I've lost everything. I'm reaching and grabbing like, oh, anybody ever wake up like that? But that's, that's how it was. They were waking up, and they were scattered everywhere. What Jesus, what, what God has done, he sent confusion into the enemy's camp. He sent confusion to the point to where he really, the 300, they just showed up to battle. That's right. And that's what God wants us to do. Right. He wants us to show up to battle. Right. See, the thing about showing up, it shows that we have faith in his perfect plan. If you don't show up to battle, then you will never know what God is going to do. So he wants you to show up to the battle. He wants you to step out on faith. He wants you to come on down. And he wants you to stand there. And he wants you to be a part of what he has called you to do in these last and evil days. It's not enough to sit on the sideline anymore. 
We've been sitting on the sideline long enough. We've been cheering from the side long enough. It's time for God to wake up these young people. And it's time for God to set out a few good men and to use you for his glory. Man, we've been on the sideline for a long time. We've been waiting till our age get right. We've been eight, we, we wait until, well, God can't use me until I'm about 35. We look at our parents and we think, well, God won't use me. We look at Pastor Steve and, and, and his brother and we, well, God can't use me to that capacity. Oh, yes, he can. Yes, he can. See, what we have to understand, the Bible says that in the last days, said God, he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, especially you young ones. He wants to use you in your strength. He wants to use you right now for his glory. So you have to submit to him and you have to surrender your heart to the Lord. Wholly and completely. See, we've been holding on to some things. We've been trying to straddle the fence a little bit. We've been wanting God's best, but we want to hold on to our best. Come on, I need to preach it right there. we still holding on to our best. we holding on to what we love. We're holding on to our past relationships. Holding on to our past failures or whatever it is that has held us back or what's holding us down. But it's time to let the past be the past. It's time to go forward. As Paul said, I'm pressing forward for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what I did on yesterday. It doesn't matter how you failed and how you messed up, how you missed it. All that matters is that you have a repentant heart and that you ask God to wash you in his precious blood and he will forgive you and he will use you for his glory that's all he wants is a repentant heart stop living in the past stop living on what you did yesterday what you didn't do right even what you did right today is a brand new day with brand new mercies brand new glory and God has brand new miracles that he wants to wrought. We're not going to live off yesterday's miracles. You know why? Because God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If God said he could do it on yesterday, guess who God is? God is God enough that he can do it again. If God has to open a red sea tonight, God will open up a red sea. God cannot be limited. He can't be put in a box. We can't say that God is only going to move this way, that God's only going to do it this way or at this church or at this place. We got to think outside of that. God is too big and God is too God. For him to be limited to a certain location. It's not about Columbus, Mississippi. It's not about Arkansas. But thank God that we have a few good men who God has called to the wall and who God is going to use for his glory. Don't you want to be a part of that number? Don't you realize that the trump of God is about to sound? Look at the evil in this world today. Look at what we're faced with each and every day. We don't know what's going to happen on tomorrow. Some of us, we even take for granted just going to the shopping center, getting groceries. Don't know if we're going to make it back home or not. Because somebody might just have an idea and just start shooting the place up. Those are the times in which we live. Don't take for granted one day. 
Don't take for granted one minute. I'm going to tell you tonight, children of God, I was on my deathbed. I was almost about to leave this place. But God reached down and said, I'm not done with you yet. It's time to get up and it's time to be about my father's business. It's time to do the work of God like you've never done before. God is not done yet. And if God is not done with you, it ain't a devil in hell who can stop the plan of God. God has plans for you, and it's time for you to take your place. It's time for you to get on the road to victory and start touching God with your faith and start believing God for the impossible. God will do beyond, above all, that we can ask or think because he's a great God. He's a big God. It's time to bring him out of the box. If you got sick relatives, if you got loved ones who are lost, God can still save. What I like about the scripture that we are reading tonight, I can't go into all the detail. It's so much there. But what I like is that he sent confusion into the enemy's camp. They started killing each other because they didn't know what was going on. And that's what God will do. He will send confusion into the enemy's camp. Y'all got some water. I'm going to preach it anyway. But listen, God is looking for a few good men. You know, I thought about the passage of scripture. David's mighty men. You go to, I think it's uh, 2 Samuel, it could be 1 Samuel, chapter 23. We see David's mighty men. These men will be used by God. God is not in the numbers. He took a man like Adino. He would give him a spear. And with a spear, he would, he would kill over 800 men with one spear. One man. He would take a man like Eliezer, who would hold the sword so tight that they had to pry his hand loose from the sword because he had such a tenacity to fight and to defend the people of God. He would take a man like Shema, who would get tired of running and tucking tail every time the enemy came in. And Shema said, I'm not going to leave this pea patch one more time. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to defend my ground. Those are the type of men that God is looking for. He'll take a man like the one who would lead them, David. He would take David as a little shepherd boy, and he would give him five smooth stones, and nobody else wanted to go out and fight Goliath. But he said, I'm coming to you, not in my own strength, but in the power and might of Almighty God. And when he came to him, he came with five stones, and he only used one. God gave him five because he gave him grace. That's what we need tonight. All you need is the power of God. All you need is the grace of God. And you can face any giant. You can face any enemy. You can face any devil because Jesus has already conquered every enemy. He's already defeated every foe. My God, somebody ought to give God praise in this place tonight. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. We can do better than that. Don't you serve a mighty God? Don't you serve a risen Savior? Don't you serve the one who has all power in his hand tonight? My God, he's worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same.
God is worthy to be praised. We ought to give God glory despite what we're facing right now. Despite what we're going through right now, it's time to be clothed in the arm of God. It's time to buckle up. It's time to put on your helmet. It's time to put on your breastplate. It's time to put on the whole armor of God because it's time to fight. If you never thought it was time to fight, the time is now. It's time for the people of God to stand up and defend the faith and stand on the promises of God and do what God has called you to do. As David said, is there not a cause? There is a cause. It's not time to be silent. God has called you, young man, young lady. He's called you to stand up against the division, against the racism, against the bigotry. He's called you to stand up against the homosexuality, against every evil way. He's called you to stand as he called Gideon to tear down the groves and every false way. He has called you to do the work of God. My God. Thank you, Jesus. God has called you. He has numbered you, and God is going to use you, but you have to yield to him. See, one thing about it, God's not going to wave some magic wand. See, what God is not going to do, he, he's not going to force you to do anything. But for those who will hear his voice, those who will submit to the authority of the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit of God, those he will use for his glory. Those he will use to lead this charge and to lead this move of God that we'll see that will happen. It's not going to be by name. It's not going to be by some, some popular preacher or some popular person, but God wants to use an unnamed prophet. God wants to use somebody who doesn't matter about the clout, who doesn't matter about their name being called out. He wants to use somebody who's going to walk in the authority and start laying hands on the sick. He's going to use somebody who's going to go to somebody like Darius's house, and I don't care if they've been dead for a few days, you're going to lay hands on them. When the doubters leave, it's time for faith to rise up, and it's time for God to start raising up the dead. We need people of faith. We need men and women of faith who doesn't care what the odds are, who's going to stand their ground and do the work that God has called you to do. I hope that I'm challenging you tonight. I hope that I'm charging you tonight. I don't come to get you hyped up, but I come to charge you tonight. I come to help you tonight, and I come praying that your faith will be stirred tonight and understand that it's time out for taking a sorry approach, a lazy approach, a fearful approach, but it's time to walk in the power and authority that God has given you. It's time to rise up on your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Ghost and cast out devils and do the work of God. It's time for young people to raise up. It's time for all of us to do what God has called us to do. Well, man, that sounds so cliche. It is. It is. One thing about God, he's into repetition. He tries to plead with us until we get it. He tries to tell us time and time again. Well, Pastor Mario, didn't you say God was going to use us the last time? I did, probably. I probably told you that. You know what? When I come back, I'm going to say it again. See me at kids' camp? I'm going to tell you again. Because one thing about God, God is not a man that he's going to lie. 
When I tell you God's going to use you for his glory, you better let your faith start to rise because you ain't seen nothing yet. Azusa ain't got nothing on what God is going to do. I'm telling you, if you walk in the power and authority of God. See, we ain't here with no light shows tonight. We're not here with no disco and dancing. We're not here with pizza and games and just having fun with no word. Those things are fine all within themselves. But we need the power. We need Holy Ghost power. We need power from on high. We need to be anointed to do what God has called us to do. We need young people who are walking around who are not afraid of the enemy anymore. Because you realize my victory has already been won. My ticket has already been cast. I'm on the Lord's side. Anybody on the Lord's side tonight? Amen. Somebody give God glory if you're on this side tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. I'm on the Lord's side. <laughs> I pray that you're on the Lord's side tonight. I pray that he will take those few. And he will call you out. And he will lead you by his spirit. It's okay if you're afraid. It may not be your time. Guess what? God didn't throw them away. He just told them to leave and go back to their place. They were still God's people. Everybody's not going to be on the front line. Amen, somebody. God is calling some of you to lead. God is calling some of you out to minister. God is calling some of you out to do a great work for him. But you got to hear the voice of God. You got to be in tune with the spirit of God. That means you got to have personal relationship. It means you got to go before God when mom and daddy ain't there to do it and there ain't nobody else around. You got to get before God for yourself. And you got to hear that small, clear, clarion voice telling you to keep going on, keep marching on, do what I told you to do, take care of my business. What God is doing, He's cutting down the numbers. There's been a shaking going on, He's cutting down the numbers. The foundation has been shaken. But guess what? Those that name the name of the Lord, they will stand. Those who are on the Lord's side, they will stand. If your anchor is rooted and grounded in the solid rock of Christ, you will stand. But God has to shake the foundation from time to time. He has to rid of some things from time to time. Because it's too much in the number. God is looking for a few good men. And I ain't just talking about gender. I'm talking about men and women. Because God will use the women just as much as he will use the men. God is calling you to prayer. God is calling you to fast and seek his face. To intercede for this world. He's calling you to do your part. Stand up on your feet all over the house of God tonight. How many of y'all want to go all the way with the Lord? Amen. When I gave my heart to Jesus, I didn't do it lightly. Not to boast within and of myself, but I did it time and time again. I had been saved, I don't know how many times. Give my heart to the Lord, backslide. Give my heart to the Lord, backslide. Leave the path of faith again and again and again. But it was something about the truth of Jesus Christ and what he did for me at Calvary that grabbed a hold of my soul. And it hadn't let me go since. Not that I've been so good, because guess what? 
I've blown it. I've messed up so many times. I ain't got enough hands and toes to count them. Many, many times. But guess what? As I go to the Lord continually and I realize how messed up I am, the more and more the Holy Spirit will help me. I know I'm messed up. I'm nothing without the Lord. I can't do anything without him tonight. I can't preach the word of God without the help of the Holy Spirit. I can't even form the thoughts on my mind. I can't even form the words on my lips without the Lord. But when Jesus touched you, my God, as the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Just one taste of the master. I'm talking about God will do great and mighty things in your heart tonight. If you've been running from the Lord and you hadn't surrendered your heart to him, the time is now to live for Jesus. You don't have to wait on anybody else. You don't have to worry about what anybody else has to say. Your time is now to live for Jesus. If you've been wayward in your walk, you've been straddling the fence. See, it's easy to come in here and put on the face on Sunday and Wednesday. It's easy to come in here and act a certain way. When you're in front of the preachers, you can shout them down and still be on your way to a devil's hell. This thing has to be real in your heart tonight. It has to be real. And I pray tonight that God will light a fire that will never burn out, that God will light a fire like he's never lit before in your heart tonight. I pray that there will be a boldness in your heart tonight. I pray that God will stir every gift, that God will touch you like he's never touched you before. But you got to trust God and you got to believe God. And guess what? You got to want what God has for you. There's an open invitation to a whole spread. And many times we leave so much on the table. If you look at me, you know I ain't into leaving too much on the table. Amen? I, I, guess what? I take that same approach with my spirituality. I want all what God has for me. I, I, everything he said in his word, I won't see it come to pass. Everything. All of it. I want God to do great and mighty things in my own personal walk. It's not just you, but in me as well. If that's you tonight, if you need a touch from the Lord, I want you to come to the altar. And I want you to cry out to God. If you want God to use you, I want you to come. And I want you to open your heart to the Lord. If you need salvation, I want you to come with a heart that's hungry and thirsty and open for God to save you and to restore you. If you lost your way, if you backslidden, guess what? The Bible says he's married to the backslider. He's not going to throw you away. The time is now to live for Jesus. Come back home. Come to the Lord tonight. He's looking for a few good men. Is that you tonight? He's looking for a few good women. Is that you tonight? Come on to the altar if that's you. I want the Lord to touch you tonight. And if you, even if you just want to pray, if you want to seek God for just a moment, I just want us to come around the altar and let's worship him for just a few minutes. Amen. Listen, I want you to get out of your comfort zone, out of your norm, and just let the Lord touch you tonight. You don't have to leave this place the same way you came. But with a hungry heart, with a heart full of glory, your cup can run over tonight. Just reach up 
and let the Lord touch you tonight. Reach up and let the Lord heal you tonight. Come on, let's pray and seek the face of God for just a moment. If you were blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail, Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296, Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you and God bless you and your family.